Welcome to the Creative Force Podcast, a podcast all about empowering you to live in your God-given identity and go after the dreams in your heart. I'm your host, Sharon Stark, and every week we'll be having powerful conversations that will combine practical and biblical wisdom for living your purpose. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Creative Force Podcast. I'm here today with Jessica Giamo. I first met Jessica when we worked together in television and she is an incredible storyteller and also a podcaster too. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Can you share with the audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be on this with you, Sharon, and working together again. Um, But I am Jessica Giamo and like Sharon said, we worked together Um, And I still work at Andrew Womack Ministries. I'm a story and news producer there. And I've also been married, just celebrated, oh goodness, seven years. (laughs) Seven years, got to get that right. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's crazy. After like, I think three, the numbers just kept getting weirder and weirder to accept. So I'm just like, I don't even know, but I guess seven. And um, yeah, so that's me. Oh, that's awesome. So today we're talking about living in your God-given identity. And can you share with us the story of how you became secure in your identity as a daughter of God? Oh, gosh. Well, definitely ongoing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would say that for me, I had a really big moment um, when I had been married for probably almost a year, maybe not quite. I think I always thought that, oh, when I marry a really great guy, like my insecurity will be taken care of because I'm insecure because I've been with all these horrible guys. And then I get married and then it's like, whoop, insecurities just flooded to the surface. And I was really confused as to why I would get insecure about every little thing. It wasn't even making sense. Yeah. And I was also one of those girls who wasn't unaware of her insecurity. I was, I was very aware of it, but I also felt powerless to change it. It was like overwhelming emotions, you know, that you Mm. just feel like you can't control. And so anyway, um, I remember just really struggling because it was affecting my marriage because, you know, Jeff is having to deal with the fact that I can't stand him to like talk to anyone or anything like that. And it felt like I didn't trust him and I did, but it was, it was hard to explain how it was so beyond him but I was Mm -hmm. taking it out on him, you know? And so anyway, um, I had this moment where I was just really frustrated because you know how people say like, oh, fake it till you make it, you know, just go ahead and act secure and then you'll be secure. And I was trying, like I was trying so hard and it just was not working. And so then I remember I had this moment where I was just done, right? And I think God's always waiting for us to get to those moments where it's like, finally, okay, now I can do something. But I was just so done. And I remember I was looking at the mountains because when I talk to God, I feel like they just feel like God. And I was just so frustrated. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, tell me, I will do anything. Tell me what to do to not be so insecure all the time. And I felt like he gave me a little bit of a vision while I was driving, a little bit of a vision of um, this mountain, Pikes Peak that we have. And He said, you know, I had this vision of like me at the bottom of the mountain and I saw a version of myself at the top and it was like who I wanted to be secure, daughter of God, strong, things don't bother her. She's kind, like all the things that we know a daughter of God is supposed to be. And I just saw her and I thought if I can just get to her, then I will be her. Right. And so I was climbing and climbing and then like these, like, 
I don't know, like demon monsters or I don't know, these little like <laughs> things would just keep like, dr- like trying to drag me down. And then I'd fall and I'd be at the beginning and I'd have to start all the way over again. And that's how I felt like every time I messed up, I felt like I was starting over and mm-hmm. having to build, build that security again. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. And then I felt like God said, but you're looking at it wrong. And then he gave me another vision where I was standing at the top of the mountain. I was the girl on top of the mountain. I was secure. I was, you know, everything that I wanted to be as a daughter of God. And then whenever these creatures would try to come up and and drag me down, I just had to take my foot and just kick it and it just would fall down the mountain. And it was so much easier to preserve where I was than to try to get something that I already had. And it's such a small shift, it seems in your thinking, but it made all a difference for me. And it wasn't, you know, perfectly easy after that, but I just had a different mindset. You know, I was like, wait a second, I'm not, because I've always been very um, introverted and kind of shy and, you know, very insecure growing up. And so I just attached that to my personality, like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is just who I am. But I kind of had to realize like, no, actually I am a secure person. I'm just trying to be, I'm being tempted to act insecure. Wow. And then when that happened, it just, it took time, but it was like, I think the biggest thing it did was the pressure to try and get something that I felt like I didn't have was gone. And I just could rest more. Yeah. That's awesome. I like love that vision. Like I love that picture. <sighs> I think it's so um it's such a good picture of like our authority that we have. And it it makes me think of the the verse in Ephesians where it's it says we're seated with Christ and we're far above all powers and principalities and I'm like that's yeah. like the perfect picture of that. Mhm. It's Absolutely. awesome. And I mean, like you said, we still like have struggles though. So like lies and like negative thoughts still come to us. So when those come to you, like, how do you combat those? Yeah. So I would say, I feel like what I've had to learn recently is maybe a little different than what most people share, but I think a lot of us, especially in today's Christian culture, we're all about like attacking the thoughts, attack the thought, you know, use your authority and all that. And I think all that is really, really good. But I had a situation, I guess it was probably a couple years ago now. Um, cause this insecurity thing was like, I mean, like seven years ago or something, six or seven okay. years ago. And, um, but this happened maybe a couple years ago. Um, Jeff and I together had to get our wisdom teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually and, remember uh, this. I remember yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Cause then I had to go on a road trip with you. Poor yes. thing. <laughs> Often, you know, pain pills and all that. But um, <laughs> yeah, like that's right. Oh my gosh, crazy. So anyway, here's yeah. what happened before that. Um, basically, we were scheduled for surgery. I had to get all four out, which is crazy. Jeff had to get yeah. one. So I definitely um, was a little nervous. And I knew there was nothing to be afraid of. But as soon as you tell people you're getting your wisdom teeth out, what do they do? They tell you their horror stories of like, what oh, happened <laughs> yeah. And so I was like trying to combat the fear of like what I was hearing. Um, but it was just like kind of constant. And so I was starting to get really, really nervous and I didn't start out nervous, but I started to get really fearful. And so what I did is kind of what I, I knew to do. And that's like, I rebuke that in Jesus name, you know, and I was like reading scripture and like quoting, like, um, you know, scriptures about like how it's all going to be fine and, and everything like that. And I remember, um, Jeff one time um, finally was in love. He told me, he's like, Hey, you know, you don't sound like you're in faith. You sound like you're in fear. And I was like, 
oh, (laughs) and then I, I realized, yeah, I'm afraid, you know, and I I keep thinking if I just quote hard enough, strong enough and sound like I believe it, then it'll take care of the fear or insecurity or doubt or fill in the blank. Right. And, um, and Jeff kind of shared with me, he's like, look, if you want to believe that you're, it's going to go fine and you're not going to have any problems, I'll believe with you. That's fine. But I think you need to realize that even if something happens, if you get a dry socket, if, you know, something happens, like you're still going to be fine. Jesus is still with you. And I kind of had to meditate on that for a little bit and realize, okay, I need to not be so like, okay, quoting, quoting, quoting in order to make myself feel better. I need to come at it from a place of strength. And the only um, way you can come at it from a place of strength is if you know who you are, like we're talking about, you know, Jesus is with you and he loves you. And I stopped quoting scripture, which sounds weird, but it's like, that wasn't my problem. I started just meditating and thinking about Jesus being with me in that chair, like just literally being with me, laying there next to me and just talking to me. And I thought, man, why would I be afraid? You know? And I just, whenever I would get nervous, I would think about that. And then, you know what? It was the easiest thing in the world, but I had to get over the fear of like, what if something happens to me? And I feel like I noticed this with the Christian circles is a lot of times we're going like, oh, well, uh, I quote Psalm 91. I do this, I do that. And it's like, those things are fine and they're not bad. But if our hearts are coming at a place where I'm really, really scared and I hope, well, if I do X, Y, Z, then God owes me this. It's like, Mm. well, that's, that's just going to cause us to be in more fear because the burden is on us. And really just resting in the fact that Jesus's grace is sufficient for me now, like it always has been and just resting in his love for us. I mean, that's our identity as a daughter of God, right? What is our identity? I am loved of God. That's my identity. And when we meditate on that and focus on that, I feel like it carries us through any kind of fear, insecurity, doubt, struggle that we're facing. Wow, that's really, really good. <laughs> just focusing. <laughs> it really is like just focusing on like that heart posture just because, yeah, I think it, it can become workspace, just like all these scriptures. And I've been in that place too, where it's like, I'm saying all this stuff, but it's like, yeah, it really is like from a place of fear. So that's like a really, really good point. What you said earlier too, about like, you had that revelation of like, okay, I already am secure how did that start to transform like your marriage and just like your personal life and just like going after your dreams? Like how did that start to transform things? Absolutely. Well, it certainly transformed it and it was a bit of a process to walk out. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, cause I would just have to remind myself, like you said, when the thoughts come and the, the emotions come, because I already trained my body to react this way. Um, mm just reminding myself like, nope, that's not who I am anymore. I don't do that anymore. And, um, and it got easier, but, uh, one thing that I kind of an unexpected thing I had to do that I didn't realize is I also had to give Jeff grace because Mm -hmm. I had spent about a year of our marriage teaching him that I get insecure. And so basically whenever I would be quiet or something, he would think I was being insecure. And so then he'd be like, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, at first I would get frustrated. I'm like, you don't know the, the conversation <laughs> I had with God, you know, but, but I needed to give him grace and be like, look, I totally get it. I understand why you feel that way. I promise you, this is what I'm thinking. And 
over time that started to change, but I had to give him grace to kind of learn that, Hey, this wasn't just a, a one-time thing or anything. Cause I had built a habit of this in my life. And so that took some time, but that completely transformed. And honestly, I think what happens is the enemy, if he can get you um, uncomfortable with you, then nothing will work on the outside, right? Like your marriage, your career, your dreams, your purpose, like everything is going to have a problem if you're not okay with yourself, if you're struggling with lots of fear, insecurity, or doubt. And so I think that was a big roadblock he was trying to put in my life. But not only did my marriage get so much better because man, try living with someone who has like, is constantly putting pressure on you to like make them feel okay about themselves all the time. <laughs> a lot of pressure yeah. and it happens when you get married and cause you're kind of figuring things out, but that really freed both of us up. And then also when it came to like my job and my purpose, I mean, there's no way I could be doing the things I'm doing today. The people I've had to interview, oh my goodness, <laughs> the, yeah. the things I've had to do. And I lead a team now of people and that would have terrified me before. But, and it's, I can't even say that now I'm like this, ooh, I'm this boss babe and I'm so confident and everything. It's like, that's not really who I am, but I just keep growing in the knowledge that I am loved of God. And if this is what he has for me, then he'll give me the grace for it. And maybe I can help some people along the way. And it, it just gets the focus off me because when it gets the focus off me, I can think more about, you know, oh, maybe this podcast would help someone or, oh, maybe, you know, I could do this. And it's just, I don't even think you can really follow God with a clear mind and clear direction if you're so focused on all of the emotional stuff going on inside of you. Yeah, that, that's true. Because when you have a lot of stuff that you, like you're self-focused, you're not be able to be like others focused when you have like a lot of stuff going on. Um, I really like what you said, even just about like earlier, you mentioned kind of like, okay, some people have this mentality of like fake it until you make it. And I think like, even as Christians, sometimes we're just like striving and trying to like get to this place. Like, what would you say to someone who's listening, who is just like striving to like reach this like level of perfection, like just in their everyday life in their relationship with God, what would you say? Absolutely. I think all of us struggle with this, but in different ways. I think yeah. each of us, it's like not like our entire life. There's areas where we we give ourselves a break. And then there's an area of our life where we, for some reason, feel like we should be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and whether it's our marriage or maybe you're like, oh, of course I don't have a perfect marriage, but my home better be perfect. Or, you know, it's like different yeah. things. And I mean, I think, I think one thing that the enemy really tries to do is to make you feel alone make you feel alone in it. So, Hey, guess what? Everyone else is hitting the standard and you're not, it's like, that's what he wants you to think. And it's yeah. absolutely not true. No one is hitting that, that level of perfection. Um, and I think that that's really just a ploy of the enemy to get us stuck and trapped in this same cycle and season of our life over and over again. And we never grow. And so I would just encourage people, you know, I think one thing that really helps is, <laughs> to actually have a morning routine and quiet time with God, because it sounds maybe disjointed, but when I do that and I actually start my day listening to him and just putting my mind on him, then it kind of helps me throughout my day to bring him into those situations. And then I don't, you know, when my mind is on God, I don't put as much pressure on myself because I'm aware that he's the one who's helping me. 
And so just kind of bringing him into every part of our life. Sometimes we don't think he cares about our marriage or that he doesn't care about how to decorate your home for Christmas, or he doesn't care about, you know, your car. It's like, he cares about all these things and he wants to help us. But when we try to do it on our own without him, then I feel like we start feeling a pressure and, you know, we're never going to go easy on ourselves. So we're going to make the pressure really, really high. And I mean, something that I've been doing with my blog is called adulting with joy. And I think this is the balance that all of us women are trying to find. How do I be a responsible adult and do all the things I need to do, but not be miserable and still have joy and have fun in my life? And it's like, yeah, it's a constant eternal struggle. And so I think that's really, that's really the balance of it all. And finding it is just really, you can't find it outside of your relationship with God. And so just every day taking time to spend with him and then, you know, finding little ways to enjoy yourself. You know, it's like, I, I don't have a ton of money. For example, we're in the holiday season. I don't know if we still are when this goes out, but we're <laughs> in the holiday season and you know, there's a huge temptation to compare like your home and your de- decor to everything you see on Instagram, right? Like yeah. that's a big struggle right now. And so finding little ways to like, make it personal to you and do little DIY crafts and like make it, make it something that you love and just finding ways to like take inspiration and make it work for you. And sometimes that means getting off and not looking at what other people are doing. Right. And I think we all know our limits. And so just kind of being like, okay, like I, my mom actually went through this recently. She's an avid Facebooker. And she said that she had been dealing with a lot of anxiety and she had been off Facebook for a while but then she was like, oh, well, I'll just get on just to check some other people, right? Like mm-hmm. just to keep in touch with people. And she said that as soon as she would go on, it was like her anxiety rose, her anxiety rose. Oh, and wow. I, but the, for her, she noticed that and she was like, okay, we're done. And she deleted her Facebook. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be that drastic, but kind of paying yeah. attention to some of those you know, signs our body's giving us. Like when you start having a lot of anxiety, like, what am I doing right now? What am I thinking about right now? And kind of figuring out, am I thinking about something? Am I stressing about something? Am I comparing myself to someone and it's causing me to be anxious? Then then we can actually like attack it in that sense and stop it and kind of reframe our life to where we're not doing that so much. Yeah, that's really good because there is so much. Yeah, from social media, there's so many standards of like, oh, like your life should look like this and your life should look like this. And if you're not doing this, like you kind of feel like you're doing something wrong or like you're missing it. Um, I love like what you said about your blog. Can you tell us a little bit more about your blog? Yeah, so I kind of really just started kind of in yeah. this direction with it um, because we have the podcast, but then um, Adulting with Joy is what it's called. But I really just felt like, this is how I felt, right? Like I've been a wife for about seven years and I'm, you know, 31 and I feel like, okay, I'm trying to do all the things to be an adult, right? Like my day isn't always super exciting. Sometimes I have to go get the car wash. Sometimes I have to, you know, (laughs) uh, budget our money for groceries, you know, sometimes I, and, and then sometimes I get to host parties and do fun things, but it's like, okay, there's gotta be a balance here because all of us, have to do these things, right? We don't get to not, (laughs) we don't get to not be an adult. Some people try, but they're not really (laughs) the kind of people we look up to, right? And so it's like, you want to be a responsible adult. You want to like steward your life well, especially as a Christian, we see it as a service we're doing unto the Lord. 
But sometimes it just, it feels like we have to choose. It feels like we either have to become serious adults and then we'll be responsible and we'll do all the things, but we will be boring. We will not have fun and it's, it's going to suck. Or, you know, we can have fun and travel and throw parties and do fun stuff, but our lives are going to suffer because we're not a responsible adult. And I don't think that that's really the case. I think really we're meant to live and enjoy life. It says a thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it in abundance till it overflows, have it enjoy life. The Amplified says, and I think that that's really what draws people to us as well. You know, when you can live a life of, of responsibility and growth, but also joy and peace and contentment. I mean, when the world looks at you and it's the Christmas season and you're content, that's weird, right? (laughs) We're like, what's wrong with you? And people want that people want joy and they want peace. And most people don't have it and they're searching for it. And they're thinking that these other things are going to give it to them. And so I think just, yeah, helping (laughs) That's a long explanation, but I feel like that's kind of just, if, if I relate to girls in a lot of ways, when I talk to them, it's this kind of struggle of finding balance in both, um, and wanting to live our lives, you know, well, and to grow and, and become an adult really, but also to enjoy our lives. Yeah, I think that's that's really awesome because I I can relate to that. There is like that struggle of just trying to find like that balance and and thinking that you have to choose, but you don't. And that's really cool. And you mentioned you have a podcast. So can you tell us about (laughs) your uh, podcast that you have with Felicia and kind of like its purpose? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So uh, my friend Felicia Ciola and I started a podcast called Before Midnight Podcast. And it's about making the most of a transformed life. So it plays off of the Cinderella story where she has until midnight in her transformed state, you know, to make the most of it. And in a way, that's kind of how we see the Christian life is we've been given, we didn't do anything to deserve this new life, right? To to be transformed in the image of Christ. It was all his doing. Um, and But our time on earth is so short. And so how do we make the most of it? How do we bring this new transformation into our marriages, into our homes, into our purpose, into our friendships, into our health, into everything? And so just kind of how to do the Christian life really as a woman. So it's geared towards women <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just make the most of it. And we just filmed our, uh, some holiday episodes. So we're really so exciting. We've got, you know, slow seasons of slowing down and kind of God's natural rhythms of rest, but also, you know, hosting tips and things like that. So it's going to be a really, really fun season on the podcast. I love that. And I I was going to ask, I was like, I bet that's a Cinderella reference. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love how you always, um, so Jessica, I feel like something people need to know is that you're a huge Disney lover and I feel like you're so good at connecting like (laughs) fairy tales and stories and like books into like all of these analogies about God. Yeah, it's oh, really well, thank awesome. You. I I love it. I I absolutely love Disney. Um it's it's amazing and I will say the the old school Disney, right? And and just those classic fairy tales and what they what they teach us. I I feel like God speaks to me so much through those stories and so yeah, bringing those to life for people I think is something that I really really enjoy doing. Yeah, and you're really really good at it. Um You're welcome. What is one last word um, that you would just kind of want to tell any listener? And what would you want to tell them about just like knowing who they are in their identity? 
Yeah, I would say that first of all, it's a journey, you know, kind of like the perfection thing we were talking about before. You're never going to find perfection on this earth. You know, we're all still growing at different stages and everything, but there is a story uh, for your life. And I think sometimes we get trapped in a single chapter because either we're choosing not to grow, right? Or we're trying to, to be so perfect and we're missing the point and we're not growing because perfection does not lead to growth. When you see someone who you would call a perfectionist, they tend to be quite immature. And there's a reason for that. And so I think when we get stuck in perfection or we get stuck in striving or insecurity or fears, we keep going around this circle and we stay stuck in this single chapter. And there's so many more chapters for you ahead. God is not wanting us to, to stay in our struggles and he's provided a way out of them, but you're not going to find it by, you know, 10 keys to overcome your fears. It's like, you know, it's, it's going to happen in that intimate relationship with him. There's a quote I love from the Chronicles of Narnia. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) He knew it was going to come. He knew it was going to come. But there's a quote that I love so much, and I believe it's in the um, third or fourth book, Prince Caspian. And it says that Lucy woke out of the deepest sleep you can imagine with the feeling that the voice she loved most in the world had been calling her name. And in the story, it's Aslan, and she goes and she finds him. And that just to me speaks so much to what God is wanting to do for his daughters. Like he loves us so much, but the only way you're going to know who you are and the only way you're going to find strength for the story that's been written for you is by spending that time with him. Just like little Lucy, God is calling to you and your heart longs for his voice. It naturally does as his daughter. And so just spend that time with him. Go after the voice that's calling after you. And when you spend that time with him, it's supernatural. That's why it doesn't make sense. It's supernatural because it's spirit to spirit and it will grow you. It will strengthen you. It will comfort you. And then you will be able to go forth into the chapters ahead with strength. God is not going to bring you into more dangerous chapters ahead if you're not strong enough to handle them because he cares about you. He doesn't want you to become um, a fatality in this war, right? And so we need to make sure that we're gaining all of the strength and wisdom that's needed for us in this chapter of our lives, you know, whether that's, you know, the place we're at in our marriage, whether that's the home we have and how we steward that, whether that's the job we have and the difficult people in our lives, and maybe there's difficult bosses or things like these are the things that are going to teach us how to grow and be strong and to handle these situations well. And that will allow us to move forward into our story because the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy, but he doesn't attack what he's not threatened by. And there's something on your life that terrifies him. And so we have to get to the point where we are so strong that we can move forward into all of the wonderful chapters ahead and live our stories well. Wow. That gave me chills. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) I love it. That was so good. And thank you, Jessica, for just everything you shared today. Like so much wisdom for listeners. Where can they find you? Tell them um, also like where can they find the Before Midnight podcast? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Jessica Giamo. Um, and then our podcast, you can find at before midnight podcast.com. And we are also on Instagram as well. So that should lead you to everything that that you need. And um, yeah, that'll be fun. Awesome. Go check that out, guys. I really love the podcast. Um, Felicia and Jessica are just so real on it. So go listen to that. And thank you, Jessica, for being on today. Thanks, Sharon. Do you have big dreams but no idea how to get there? 
Do you struggle with accomplishing the things that are most important to you? If you answered yes to those questions, I would like to offer you my free workbook called How to Get Unstuck, a free guide on how to get unstuck and live your dreams. This resource is full of tactics I use to help get me unstuck, and I believe that they will do the same for you. You can download this free guide on my blog at youarecreativeforce.com. The show notes for today's episode are available on my blog at youarecreativeforce.com, as well as other resources and inspiration to go after your dreams.